Good morning and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. It's the time of year for vacations and travel. That could mean renting a vehicle. Later this morning, some tips from BBB on making that rental incident free and economical. And summer is here in Canada. That means doing as much as we can outdoors. We move outdoors this morning with hot tubs and barbecues. And to guide us through choices and considerations in both categories, we welcome Jeff McCall, General Manager of Beachcomber London, to Ask BBB. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, uh, Linda and Jim. Thanks for having me on. I actually want to do a happy dance now that summer is here because the winter (laughs) has been so cold. Uh, So, Jeff, if we have made that decision to add a hot tub to our lifestyle, what are some of the things that will influence what type of hot tub we want to install, budget, space, those kind of factors? Uh, Obviously, yeah, how much space you have is is one of the big uh, factors. You know, we've got tubs that uh, uh, really are like a one or two person rate up to eight. So depending on how much space you have, that's a consideration. Uh, how many people are going to be using it? You know, if it's just a, a couple of empty nesters or you've got a family, uh, three or four kids, then, yeah, you need to get a tub that's going to fit your fit your family or whoever's going to be using it. Do you start with that or with budget? Uh, no, I would still start with size and, and what you want it for because there's definitely tubs in a wide variety of, of budgets. Uh, so usually it's... Yeah, getting the tub that suits you the best. And then if you want to have something that's kind of simple to fit a budget or if you want to have it a little more elaborate, you can kind of customize that to suit. Is how or where it will be used a huge factor or are they all products very diverse and where they can be installed? Uh, most of them, you can install them many different places. You know, we've got them indoors, outdoors, rooftops of uh, apartment buildings, uh, you name it. There's lots of different uh, neat places that we've seen, that we've put them. Uh, So yeah, they can go pretty much anywhere you want. Uh, Where you place it uh, in the winter kind of makes a difference on how much you may use it. You know, if you put it too far away and you have to shovel a big path to it, you look at it and go, oh, I don't know, maybe we'll wait for another day. But if you have it close, then yeah, you'll get out there and use it a lot. Do we have to do any extra uh, building to accommodate it? Is a building permit uh, needed? Uh, no building permit needed uh, because it's still, unless you build it into a deck. If it's sitting on a patio or on a deck, uh, then you don't need a building permit because it is still movable or portable. But it, if you build it in uh, into a deck, then it would probably be part of that permit. What are some of the options we'll be offered if we're considering a hot tub for the very first time? Uh, Well, with our lineup, they're all built exactly the same, whether you're into an entry-level tub or or go all the way up to a top-end tub. So we have, usually for starting out, there's a lot of people, they will start with sort of a more entry-level tub, like a simpler tub, uh, just to get their feet wet, I guess, to see whether (laughs) they're going to like it or not. And uh, the other option we have is we have a lot of refurbished tubs. So sometimes they'll get into one of those. uh, And with any of our tubs, whether it's new or used, you have 30 days of use to decide, hey, this is the right tub or no, you know, we should have gotten 
you know, a different model or a new one or, or whatever, you know, they decide that, yeah, we really like this and they want to trade it, then there's no depreciation, no delivery. Basically, they haven't lost out on anything. They just, uh, you know, change which product they're going to have and, and they just pay the difference. So, If if you are in the market and, and buying a, a used or pre-owned or refurbished tub, what are some of the things you need to watch for to make sure the mileage or whatever is right on it? Well, the difference, like if you're buying it through a store like ours, you're going to get like we refurbish the tub, we provide a one-year parts and labor guarantee on the whole thing. So then, and there's that, you know, 30-day trade-in or 30-day money-back guarantee. So there's really no risk at that point. Like you kind of are going to know what you get. And even after you get it, you've you've still got time to change your mind. Uh, so then if it's something that you're going to buy from a friend or, you know, on Kijiji or something like that, um you kind of want to see it running and, you know, know that everything works and have a good look over it or have somebody that has some, some idea of hot tubs look over it because, yeah, I mean, you can run into something that could cost you as much as a new one to uh, get up and running the way you want it to. In in the era of uh, smart homes and smart appliances, uh, we've been talking lately about all sorts of uh, products that are adaptable to online. <clears throat> Is there smart options for hot tubs? Uh, yeah, there's one of our new special edition models does have uh, a Wi-Fi uh, package to it. So from your smartphone, yeah, you could monitor the you know the temperature, and uh, if there was an issue with it, it would tell you. Uh, you can actually allow us in, and we can do diagnostics uh, from our our store if you have that set up as well. What are some of the things we should be prepared for that will pop up on that or uh, regularly in terms of maintaining the hot tub, Jeff? Uh, once you get used to it, it literally should take you, you know, 10 minutes a week. There's not a lot to it. You know, it has a hard cover that seals, so you're not dealing with sun or rain or leaves or dust or dirt. Uh, literally, it's just, you know, you using the tub. So there's no vacuuming or brushing of walls or anything like a pool. It's just a little bit of product you add and hose out the filter. And uh, a lot of our systems now, if you're away or you're really busy and you you aren't using it, it'll look after itself. So when you're back ready to use it again, uh, you open the lid, it should be the same way it was when you left it. So Jeff, you referenced using a hot tub in the snow. So obviously uh, you can use them year round. Are there special considerations if that is your plan on the front end when you're purchasing? Uh, well, yeah, if you're looking at, uh, you know, different um, brands or models or whatever, obviously the way it's insulated is is very important. Uh, you know, there's products out there that really are designed for, you know, southern temperatures or climates. Uh, you want something that's insulated really well so it doesn't cost you a lot of money to operate. You also want it to be insulated well so that it maintains the heat that you have it set at because if you go out there and it's a temperature you, you want it, and you feel good, but it's dropping in temperature, now you're going to have to get out of it, you know, because you're going to get cold. So if it will maintain it, then it means you get to just sit out there, be comfortable. When you go to get out of the hot tub, your body's warm enough that you can walk inside and not get a chill. You'll just feel good walking back inside. Uh, The distance, I think I had said that before, of uh, how far it is from the door makes a big difference. If it's it's close to the door, you're going to just pop out there and use it. If it's too far away and you're looking at how far you got to go, then it might slow you down. Um, the other consideration too, I guess, is if you, uh, 
you know, if, if you have a built-in tub that spills over into your pool, you know, you go that style, then that usually is shut down uh, in the winter and you won't be able to use it. So, They're all points that people can take up uh, with you when they visit the showroom. Sure. Yeah. Jeff McCall, General Manager of Beachcomber London, is our guest this morning on Ask BBB. Beachcomber also handles barbecues and a wide range of choices. We'll return to talk about how to narrow those choices as you expand your backyard cooking skills. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. And with us on Ask BBB this morning is Jeff McCall, General Manager of Beachcomber London. Jeff, how did Beachcomber get into barbecues and grills? Well, we started just with hot tubs, and obviously that's a, a backyard item. So, you know, we're always out in the backyard, and, uh, well, we all like barbecuing and that sort of thing. So uh, we had brought on a line that I had always used, and then gradually, um, you know, as we got into it, and it became, you know, more of a hobby as well, then we just got into, you know, other aspects of barbecues or, or different types of barbecues, and we just uh, keep growing that. That segment of things. another passion, then. Yeah, that's right. When we say barbecue, we could be referring to everything from a simple charcoal-filled hibachi to a sophisticated eight-burner gas and infrared grill. Uh, budget's going to be one factor in making our selection, but what are some of the other considerations that will help us narrow down that selection of the appliance that's going to be right for our life- lifestyle, Jeff? Uh, I think part of it is, yeah, whether you're just cooking simple hot dogs and hamburgers or whether, you know, you do want to cook, you know, higher price cuts of meat, whether you want to, you know, smoke uh, certain types of meat and, you know, how far you're going to go with that. Uh, You know, there's a lot of of grills that are great for the simple stuff, but if you... If you're spending more money and more time on meat, then you want to get something that's going to have a better end product. What are some of the things we need to consider if we want an appliance that will last more than two or three seasons? Uh, that's a, a tough one. I mean, there's definitely brands that are, are known uh, to last longer, you know, and part of it is you, you, I guess you get what you pay for, you know. Uh, and if you are getting a product, one that's got a good warranty and parts availability and is kind of known for that. And if you're getting it uh, maybe from a store that you know has those parts or the ability to help you out and service that that product. Um, I know, you know, one of the products that we sell, just if you if you really looked at the build of it, it's just a, a really heavy-duty, uh, solid build to it. There's not much, there's no plastic on, on it, you know. It's all sort of uh, steel or stainless steel um, components to it. Uh, and that, you know, that creates a real good build. And, uh, then some of them have, are really sophisticated in, in how they're going to cook your meat as well. Makes, uh, you know, even if you're not that great, it'll, it'll make you seem like you're great. So, uh, is the availability of, of spare parts, one of the things then that we might want to just check can we get parts for this if something goes wrong? Yeah, that's a, a huge thing. I think that's that's big for a lot of, uh, you know, appliances and things you buy these days. You know, the, there's a lot of stuff out there that there just are no parts, you know. So as soon as one piece fails, you're done. Uh, where, you know, other products, you've got parts avail- availability for as long as you want to own that product. So, What's a pellet grill 
and why might I want one? So pellet grill is uh, a product or a grill that you can you can grill and smoke meat. Uh, it's probably so the pellets are basically just hardwood um, sawdust that is is packed together. Uh, very tightly. There's no glues. There's no binders. It's literally just wood. So you can buy a bag of pellets. You fill the hopper. You set the temperature the same as you'd set your oven in the house, and you walk away. And it will run. It could run all night long, smoking a piece of meat, and it will stay at that temperature. Uh, a lot of them now are also set up Wi-Fi, where you could be at the grocery store <laughs> picking up, you know, some drinks and condiments or whatever you're doing, and you can see right on your phone that, yeah, my meat is at the right temperature. Have it turned down to just a low setting and keep your meat warm till you get home. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're just the easiest way to cook, and you can do everything from grilling hot dogs to baking a cake or cupcakes or, you know, we baked a pie at the office last January outside okay. on, the, on the pellet grill. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's something that's really, uh, picking up interest here in Canada. It's been big in the States for a while, but, uh, yeah, real easy way to, to grill. We're familiar with brands in, in other categories in cars. It's the Rolls Royce to the Lada in watches. It's Rolex to Timex. What are some of the brands of barbecues and cookers that we'll encounter out there? And, and what are the brands that Beachcomber carries and, and where would you say they fit into the range? Well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the really well-known na- names would be, uh, you know, Weber and Napoleon uh, in the pellet uh, side of things. You know, you've got uh, Traeger and uh, on the charcoal side, again, you'd be the Big Green Egg, I think, are some of the, the names just because they've been in it a, a long time. Uh, at our store, we do carry Napoleon just because it is, you know, a Canadian product with great parts availability. Uh, we also have a brand uh, called Sabre, which is uh, made by uh, Charbroil, who's been around over 40 years. Uh, but it's one that's pretty interesting in the way it cooks. Uh, you know, anybody that has one, I'll tell you, I mean, there's absolutely no flare-ups. All your meat or veggies coming off it are far juicier than anything else because it's not in direct flame. The flame is underneath, but it's true infrared grilling. Uh, so real easy because you're you're never going to walk away, come back, and you've had a flare-up that's wrecked your meat. So, uh, you know, it can save you a lot of money that way because you always, uh, you know, you don't have to throw it away. It always turns out well. Um, and then on the, uh, you know, the charcoal side, we've got the steel grill, hibachi-type grill that you talked about mm-hmm. by Napoleon. Uh, they still do smoke. Yeah, still get those and, and some smokers that are done that way. Then we have your ceramic Kamado grill. It's like a big green egg, you know, that style, uh, which is one of my favorites. And then a couple uh, pellet grills, brands of pellet grills. Uh, one is Green Mountain Grills and the other is Louisiana Grills. And, uh, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of great uh, products in those lineups. How many visits to your website or showroom do people usually make before they make a decision on what uh, appliance they want to take home? Uh, I can't tell you an exact number, but I would say that a lot of the people coming into our store are doing a lot of research um, because, you know, the products that we sell are definitely not on the low end. Uh, So they're, you know, there's something that people do spend time figuring out what they want uh, they often make quite a few trips to the store too, so we can help educate them and 
most of our products, like all those grills and hot tubs and saunas, we have them all running. Uh, we always offer people, hey, if you want to bring in a piece of meat and cook it on that grill you're looking at, you're more than welcome to do that too. So, um, yeah, we do our best to educate people as, as much as we can so that they you know, they know they're getting the right product in the end. Well, Jeff, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks very much, Jim. Jeff McCall is the general manager of Beachcomber London, and he's been our guest this morning. Beachcomber London is an accredited business with a Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll return in a moment with tips to make sure there are no surprises when you pay your rental car bill. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Well, Linda, during vacation time, we often rent a vehicle uh, when we reach our destination or for a long trip, we choose to rent so that we save the wear and tear on our own personal vehicles. So let's look at some of the tips BBB has for people who are renting vehicles. Rental cars are essential for many travelers, but rental car contracts can be complicated. Consumers need to read the fine print before signing the contract, and they should be aware of any extra fees that may apply. So what's the first thing somebody should do before signing that rental contract? Renters need to read the document. Renters need to document the physical state of the vehicle before signing the contract. We receive the odd complaint where a rental company accuses a consumer of causing the damage. It then becomes an issue when both sides are under the burden of proof. Is there a trick to that, Linda? I know what I do. I always take out my cell phone and take a video and walk around the vehicle before I sign the contract. That way I have dated proof of what the vehicle condition was when I accepted the vehicle. And it's uh, automatically recorded the date and everything, right, when you do that. Well, what are some of the common complaints that uh, we get at the BBB about rental car companies? Often we receive complaints about unexpected costs like mileage caps. Insurance and drop-off fees can also change the price dramatically. Putting in a little extra time for comparison shopping before renting can save you money and future hassles. Additional fees that may influence the overall price you end up paying. You might find that renting at an airport location is significantly higher in price. This is something you might want to look at. There will be a cost in terms of convenience, but if you want to save money, choosing a different location will be more cost-effective for you. So what are other criteria should we be looking for when we're renting a car? The size and type of car, such as compact, midsize, luxury, or minivan. If you have two children and a significant amount of luggage, a subcompact isn't going to be right for you. You might be in the vehicle for hours at a time, so consider legroom in the back seats if you're a taller passenger. Basically define what your needs are prior to booking your reservation. What are some of the hidden costs uh, that we will want to ask about? It's really important to ask if mileage is unlimited. Does it cap at a certain point? Are there extra charges for a different drop-off location? Also ask if the price includes taxes, or if there are additional fees for extra drivers, or if there is a significant charge if the car isn't returned fully fueled. What about insurance? Should, Should we get insurance? The damages insurance adds a significant cost to your total, but it might give you ease of mind if you get into an accident. Ask what the insurance includes. Also check in advance with your credit card company to see if your card includes this. An important question to ask is, does the insurance cover you if you leave the country? Many people might take a road trip to the U.S., but you need to know if the insurance only covers you while you are in Canada. 
Are there ways that we can save money when we're renting a car? Ask the rental company if they offer a better rate for a weekly rate as opposed to a daily rate, or see if there are special offers for the holidays. Any other tips before we wrap this up? Go over the contract thoroughly. Understand if there are costs per kilometer or any other fees if you go out of the province. Weigh the value of add-ons. Renting a GPS device, a child car seat, or a roof rack can add to your total bill. Consider using a cell phone GPS or bring your own car seat. Ask for the final price when you book. Make sure the rental agent explains all of the charges before you sign that contract and drive off the lot. It can prevent surprises later. Great tips, Linda, and that's our time for this edition of Ask BBB. And remember, you can always ask BBB by visiting our website at bbb.org. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. If you are a business owner and are interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, call us or go online to bbb.org/western-ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan, and I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB and start with trust.